Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. This is the Engaging Missions Show, episode 257. This week, we're talking with Scott McClelland about learning from our leadership mistakes. And in a way, you know, we all as leaders do our best uh, and we're, we're all a work in progress. So that's something to keep in mind. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. Thanks so much for stopping by and welcome to the show. We believe that every missionary and church planner deserves to be heard and loved and that every believer deserves the opportunity to participate in what God's doing. Before we get started, I do have a little bit of news that I wanted to share with you. In June, I'm going to be speaking at the Christian Podcasters Summit. So if you happen to be a podcaster or you know one who might be interested in attending, I'll have a link for that with in the show notes so you can check that out. I want to say a quick welcome to Katie Jonathan Seekmeng, Che, Rachel Chevanachith, Francesco, Danny, and Carl. That's quite a list of names right there. They all recently liked the Engaging Missions Facebook page. If you'd like to do that, you can find us at facebook.com slash engagingmissions. That's actually where we're recording this live as well. And if you would like to get the links and the show notes delivered right to your email inbox, I've got the hookup for you right there. That would be at engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. That link also in the show notes for you uh, right there, so you can check that out. I do have a resource that I want to share with you before we start talking with Scott McClelland, who's our guest today. But before that, a quick message from our sponsor, Megavoice. With nearly 800 million illiterate adults worldwide, believers are faced with a challenge. How can we empower people to engage with Scripture if they're unable to read? Megavoice manufactures solar-powered audio Bibles in almost 4,000 different languages and dialects so that non-literate people can access Scripture in their heart language. They're highly durable, secure, and completely customizable to fit your audience and location. Missionaries distributing these audio Bibles in Cambodia have reported that the loudspeaker on just one audio Bible allows an entire village to listen to the Scripture together. From homeless outreach and refugee response to medical missions and trauma recovery, these audio Bibles allow ministries to maximize their impact. You can learn more by visiting megavoice.com slash engaging missions. Huge thank you to Megavoice for sponsoring the show. That's megavoice.com slash engaging missions. I do have an article that I wanted to share with you. I found this on the blog called A Life Overseas. I thought this was a really interesting read. For me as a person living in the U.S. with minimal missionary experience, sometimes it can be hard to understand what things are like for people who are ministering in different cultural situations, perhaps different levels of reliability in the power grid in this case. I found an article on the blog called A Life Overseas. This article was titled, 
Powers Out Protocol, what to do when things get real. And it talked about having plans for when things don't work out, which seems like a pretty good idea. But what I appreciated about the article was that it was it was pretty real. It shared the reality of what it's like when things get inconsistent, when the unexpected things happen. The author, Jonathan Trotter, shared seven things that you need to do when you find yourself in that kind of situation, but it might not be the things that you're thinking. I'd I'd encourage you to check that out. I'll have a link for you in the show notes so that you can check that out. We're going to transition to our time with Scott McClelland. He's the founder of FX Missions. He's a podcaster and a friend across the miles. If you were with us a couple of weeks ago, you know that Scott's working on a book on leadership profiles, and he's coming back today to talk about some of his growth, which means we're going to talk about some of the opportunities for growth as well. So, Scott, (laughs) welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Brian. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're quite welcome. And it's great to have you back on and to do this live and to see your face this time. It's really great to see your face. (laughs) One of the things, because we're going to talk about your leadership journey, and I'm wondering, you know, when you started, you were probably not the same leader that you are today. So I'm wondering, (laughs) when when you first started out, what were some of the things in your leadership experience that didn't go so well? Wow. That's a broad question, Brian. I'll I'll try to at least steal one example out here. Yeah. I think when you're uh, just starting out, you know, as we all do, I mean, we all start at zero. We all start at go, right? We start at the beginning. We've got examples. Uh, we've got the different things that we've observed, role models, things of that nature that we take on board that, that kind of shapes our perspective. And if we're limited in terms of exposure or in, in terms of having quality examples around us, there's no way for us to know that. We're just working with what 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 we've got up to that point. So I think in a lot of ways, my examples of leadership really put me in a position to do uh, well and, and not to suffer. But in other ways, I think maybe I, I don't know, mimicked or I uh, demonstrated for other people what had been done for me in terms of leadership in negative ways. Uh, so I... Uh, I could remember the first time that I reminded myself of a leader who had been in my life who tended to overreact mm. in in uh, in stressful situations, and I I was in a stressful uh, scenario in a in a leadership sort of uh, clinic or sort of a crucible, maybe you would say. Oh wow! And, and I. Uh, I acted uh, exactly like something before that I had seen, and I didn't do it intentionally. I wasn't premeditated, you know. It just boom, and I said, "I think I know. <laughs> I think I know where that came from." And in a way, you know, we all as leaders do our best, and we're we're all a work in progress. So that's something to keep in mind. But yeah. uh, I think we owe it to our those who've led us to continue that journey forward and add additional elements to our uh, capabilities beyond what was just given to us. And that's, I think, what I'm trying to say with that example. Yeah. So so let's talk, and we're not being super specific with this, but let's talk a yeah. little, about that a little bit more. Because I, as a parent, I continue to hear in my mind that there's more caught than there is taught. And so, yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. one of the challenges then, as a person who is a son, is, you know, I take what my parents did, and I know that I caught more than they taught me. So now how mm-hmm. do I 
add to that and refine the good parts and do the very best that I can with that so that I set my kids up for, for success. So I'm wondering for you as a leader, how, how have you begun to reframe and to add to what was given you so that you can become that leader? I've, I've tried to be pretty specific in my leadership journey. And one of the things that I learned fairly early on is that it was I have a personal responsibility in terms of my own cultivation. Mm. It's the Lord, it's the Lord who is making us into his disciple, right? I mean, yeah. that's the process we're in and that's coming from Jesus. It comes through a lot of different ways. It, it might come through different forms of input, maybe a podcast, maybe a book, maybe, maybe a, a message, maybe a conversation with a friend, whatever we're getting instruction. We're getting guidance. We're getting we're catching things, as you mentioned there. So I think being deliberate about that and realizing that this process is ongoing and we have a responsibility in the collaboration with the Lord to become his follower and to get better at it. I think the better we get at following Jesus, his leadership is going to shine through what we do. And that will naturally impact our ability to lead well. I appreciate you mentioning that you take that responsibility for your your growth and your leadership. One of the things that you're doing, and I suspect you've probably done for a while, is profiling leaders, taking a look at mm-hmm. their life, yeah. the, the experiences yeah. that have been recorded or that you've seen, and sort of dissecting those. I'm wondering, yeah. how, how did you even learn how to do that? <laughs> well, it, you know, it's not really... Uh, a clinical process. I I think the study of leadership has been important in my life, I would say for more than 25 years. Hmm. So I I just kind of stumbled across a book. I was uh, in my, you know, early working years, early twenties, I was out doing something and and probably killing time. I was an outside salesperson, Ah. which also means that if you don't sell anything, it's a tough business to be yeah, in. Yeah, very tough. I, 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 was, I was going to uh, visit a, a customer or a potential customer or something, happened to buy a bookstore. I saw a book, Lincoln on Leadership. I said, hmm, you know, that, prob- that sounds pretty interesting. It was a breakdown in the things that Lincoln did as a leader from his own documents, mm. a lot of his own correspondence and the things that he that were written and observed of him while he was in office and even before. So I think that was a good step for me to learn to take those steps as well. And it was the first thing I really encountered on my own. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's been good. And, you know, a lot of leaders in a profiling a leader, I recently read through uh, Genesis and now I'm in, you know, wherever my daily Bible reading is taking me. Different leaders add different things to us. And I think, you know, as the example in Genesis, Abraham was chosen because he was going to instruct his children. He was going to uh, give them a good example. He was going to teach them what to do after him. Mm. This is a scripture in Genesis. And then you find that, you know, so that's a piece of Abraham's leadership that he brought, instructing those who came behind him. I read uh, yesterday or today, I think it was, that David had had one of David's sons had never been corrected by David in his entire life. (laughs) I'm going, okay, we've got to take things from different leaders 
mm-hmm. that we know are exemplary. David was an incredible leader in so many ways, but there's a thing, there's some things missing there. And I think if we, if we go through these profiles, we can understand what leaders had to contribute to us. And we can also in, in understand the importance that no leader, no matter how prominent, is complete in themselves. And that'll reinforce to us the need for a team to do anything consequential. So that's one of my, uh, I don't know, I'm on a soapbox here. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> no, no, no problem. So uh, what I'd like to do is kind of take what you just shared and capitalize on that, capitalize on 25 years of your experience learning and studying leadership and profiling leaders and going through that. If you could just share with us maybe one or two things about leadership that have most surprised you and most transformed your leadership today. Wow. You know, I think in, in the more I've learned about leadership, the more I've realized that early on, I thought like, the leader is a great person, a great man, and is sort of self-sufficient. I mean, they, that person, somehow naturally or by things they've encountered, they are the full and complete package. And, and they have all the tools and skills and talents necessary to you know, do something consequential. The more I've studied leadership, the more I realize that, was, that, that person doesn't exist. Mm. There are a lot of talented people. There are a lot of people who have you know, are very charismatic or very talented or very good organizers, very good communicators. True. But anything significant requires a team. Hmm. Anything significant requires multiple contributions from different points of view and from different perspectives. That's something I learned. Hopefully someone's listening that wasn't as old as I was (laughs) when I found that out. Yeah. I, I found that out probably in my late 30s, hmm. six months ago. I'm only joking about yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not just 30. Uh, I, and I appreciate you breaking that down because that's that's a key piece for us to, to hang on to. As we draw this to a close, you are working on a book on leadership. And I think mm-hmm. you mentioned that there's an opportunity for us you know, the people yeah. right here listening today to potentially be involved in that book. So could you just share with us a little bit about that book and how we can be involved? Yeah, well, it's it's Profiles in Leadership. It's going to be uh, profiling Old Testament, New Testament, and historical leaders. And there'll probably be some contrast involved. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to contrast different leaders, not necessarily to point out weaknesses or to point out failures or things like that, but just different approaches to leadership, if you will, in this contrast and what we can learn from those, that variety. By the way, thanks. I got some good feedback on our last video fairly recently. And I wanted to say thanks uh, for that. The person's name, I wouldn't be able to uh, pronounce, but, uh, and I don't have it right here in front of me, but I was, it was, it was a recommendation there to profile Barnabas. Oh, uh, there's yeah, there's no way that person could have known that Barnabas is one of my most favorite leaders in the New Testament uh, for personal reasons that I'll get into, uh, you know, into the profiles. But yeah, the, the we're looking for people to give us feedback on who they would like to see featured. We want to feature leaders and we want to also feature misleaders. <laughs> oh, I like the way you put that. <laughs> so, you know, so if, if you've got a favorite leader or, a, or a, like a, maybe a villain you want us to showcase, we can all learn 
from from every example that we examine closely. So that that's uh, that's the opportunity. We really appreciate the feedback we've gotten up to now, and certainly want to keep that door open. Anybody in the Old Testament, New Testament, or in history, whether Christian history or just general history. We're, we're looking for your recommendations. Wow. You know, until you said villains and misleaders, I was going to recommend myself, but now I'm not quite so <laughs> sure. Uh, the, the, the best way for people to send their feedback, is that to go to fxmissions.com or leadersmoment.com or org? Is that, is that the best place? Well, uh, the best way to get the feedback by email okay. would be lm, as in leadersmoment, lm at fxmissions.com. Okay. Or, or they could send us a message on Facebook, their leadership moment on Facebook. Uh, FX Missions also on Facebook. You can find us all around. Uh, just don't send me anything on Instagram because I'm terrible about checking that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the people who do with FX Missions will get it along to us. So, yeah, please, whatever format you typically use, I would love to hear from you. And uh, email or on Facebook would be awesome. Cool. So I've, I've dropped links where I can in the comments. I've also dropped Leaders Moment and FX Missions in the comments. Of course, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes for the podcast as well. Scott, I want to say a huge thank you. It's been great to have you on this couple of times to talk about leadership oh, and you. what you've got going on. And my hope and my prayer is that this will accomplish something great for you and also for the kingdom. So thank you so much. Yeah. With that, we're going to go ahead and drop off. You can look for this coming up in the next few days as a podcast episode on the Engaging Missions show. Whether you're watching the replay or watching live, we still welcome your comments and your feedback on this video. Please feel free to reach out to Scott directly. I know that he wants to hear from you and to connect with you as well. And while I've got you here, I also want to just recommend that you check out his podcasts. He has two of them, the Leadership Moment podcast and also the uh, From the Forefront podcast, both podcasts that he does. Good stuff. I'd recommend that you check that out. Thanks so much for being here, everybody. We'll connect with you in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much to Scott McClellan for making himself available. And also for those of you that were able to join us live or on the Facebook replay, thanks. It was great to have that and to to hear from those of you that were able to do that. I will have all the links that we talked about available for you in the show notes. That's probably the best way for you to engage if you didn't write all of that stuff down. Make sure that you come back next week. We're going to be hearing from Anne Heinrichs about her new book. It's a really good read and it's a great conversation about what God can do when we're willing to invest in one or two key relationships over the years. If you haven't already, you're going to want to subscribe to make sure that you don't miss that. Visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. We've got all the ways that you might want to subscribe available for you right there. And I would like to ask one other thing. I'd like to ask you to help me understand how I can improve the show to serve you better. If you have any feedback for me, send that to feedback at engagingmissions.com. One more time, Looking forward to next week. Anne's conversation is going to be great. Make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss that.